Blog Talk Radio. No, no, it was me. Hi. Howdy, y'all. How y'all doing? No more fantasy jester here, folks. I happen to be Billy Bob Jester here, coming to you from Leesburg, Florida. We had to kill off the jester, that northern bastard. We couldn't take his ass no more around these parts. Arrogant son of a bitch. No, we're here in Leesburg, you know, and uh, one thing why I didn't like the jester is, you know, if you're going to have something bad to say about somebody, here's how y'all got to do it. See, we do it the right way. We go ahead, you say something bad about somebody, you got to still be nice about it, though, in the right way. See, I could tell somebody, like the neighbor, being a dumb son of a bitch. I mean, you could say, you know, he is the dumbest person on the earth. God bless him. That's it. See, Jester goes on, fantasy Jester and all that. He'll go on and be making fun of people and just saying nasty things. And he could be getting away with it a little bit more friendly, a little bit more user-friendly. So that's why now that we're in these here parts in Leesburg, Florida, we're bringing you Billy Bob Jester. Folks, the Jester's just out of his mind. Bless his heart. See? He's a complete lunatic. Craziest person I've ever seen. Bless his heart. He's not so bad then. Jester's got to learn that. Shut up. Folks, I had to shut him up. What is he talking about? (sighs) Billy Bob Jester. Out of your mind. Bless his heart. See, I can learn. Yes, folks, this is it. This is the Jester, the fantasy Jester coming to you from, yes, Leesburg, Florida. No more Deland. So long, Deland. Everybody's been super out there. Great people in Deland. But it was time for Mrs. Jester and I to move on. And tonight, we're going ahead. This is our brand new studio. When I touch, still smells of paint in here. Still smells of paint in here. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're going to go ahead. We're going to be putting stuff online. Uh, we've got a lot going on, you know, while we were away. And thanks for joining us here on tonight's edition. Silence! I kid you! Yeah, we're back. We're back and ready to go. We've got some things lined up. While we were gone and getting set up at our new location, a lot has gone on. A lot has gone on for the Jester. A lot's gone on for FXE. Lots going on for the shows, the podcast, and where we're going to go. We're going to talk a little bit about where everything's headed tonight. 
give you a taste of some of what's going on because we've got one of the things that has changed and we've added to our repertoire is going to be our guest segments. You know, a lot of people enjoy not just hearing what JT and I have to say, you know, understandably they come listen to us. A lot of people do now. And it really is, uh, if you're new to this show, folks, we are everywhere, uh, literally across the globe now and continue to grow and, and want to thank everybody for that. And, uh, Oh, I'll tell you, this is the place to come for everything. But, you know, it's not just going to be about JT and I as much. You know, we've had some fantastic guests so far. You know, I mean, we've had some great ones. You can go back. You can either go on fantasyjestersports.com or go to iTunes Fantasy Jester Show. And there's a bunch of things. We're going to go get everybody acclimated. Some of you, a bunch of you might be new tonight. But yes, tonight, silence, I get you. Major shakeup at the Fantasy Justice Show. Rumors say JT's been fired. No, it had been I was fired. And Billy Bob, Billy Bob Jester here, folks. Yeah, God bless his heart. Was here. But no, he's gone. And uh, he had to go simply because part of the show tonight, obviously, I want to talk to talk about Tomorrow is Sunday night. They're going to be honoring somebody back home, back everybody who knows I am from up north, New Jersey, and a huge Yankee fan. And uh, Derek Jeter night, (laughs) that is going to be magical. Absolutely magical. One of those special, special moments. New York City will know how to do it. Yeah, If you're a sports fan, it won't matter if you're a baseball fan, folks. This is one of those times in sports history. You want to say, yeah, if you couldn't be there, obviously, you, you definitely, definitely want to watch this moment. This is, this is an incredible moment in baseball. It's an incredible moment in sports for the type of player. You know, Derek Jeter transcends a lot of things simply because of how he carried himself. One of those things that, you know, it's a hated Boston Red Sox still give that man props, and that'll tell you. So, you know, going to talk about that later. Also in MLB tonight, going to talk about which manager – is already on the hot seat. You know, JT will have his opinion on it. I have, I have a distinct opinion on it. Um, just, and it's going to surprise some people. Uh, I, I'm sure of that. I, I'm more than sure. I will have people probably that are going to disagree with me, and uh, that wouldn't be a first. Also, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. You know, the playoffs are underway, and, and uh, we saw – and I'm going to get to this because this is going to be part of my rant tonight uh, about everything with James Harden and uh, the effort he gave the other night. But, you know, we're going to talk briefly about the playoffs. I mean, let's be honest. Um, how many people at the beginning of the season besides JT and myself already had an idea who was going to be in the finals? The season hadn't even started yet. Uh, then we'll go ahead. Let's get into the NHL. You know, obviously, those of you who already know, Yes, I absolutely love my hockey, and the playoffs are underway, and not really any surprises, but 
My question to JT tonight, because I know I have my opinion on it, is going to be, did we see the last game for Ovechkin in a Caps uniform? That, that's, that's something that really I'm starting to wonder if it's time that they move that chip while it still has some value to help get them over the hump. They're close. They've got young goaltending. They've got some young people on the team. Maybe can they help themselves stay younger, stay in contention by moving over? Let's, let's, we'll discuss that tonight, and we'll find out what JT has to say on that subject. And uh, NFL, you know, uh, ask, we'll talk to JT, see what he's got on the latest. My big thing is uh, lately people have asked me, you know, I'm down here in Florida now, and uh, they know I cover literally all three of the uh, local football teams, NFL teams. And uh, this year going to be really doing a lot of coverage as now I'm a little closer to Tampa Bay. I'm excited to be able to say, you know, I'll be able to be a little closer to them, do a little bit more of their coverage. And we'll talk about that again later on. We have some thoughts and ideas to throw out there to the fans about a future podcast. What? All right. I love the tease. I love the tease. Oh, hey, speaking of tease, folks, don't forget May 25th, okay? Red Nose Day, go out and get your red nose, okay? Um, dollar, literally a dollar, okay? Goes to charity. Go to Walgreens, get your red nose. Jester already has his red nose. He's ready for that. Um, but, yeah, no, getting back to the NFL uh, real quick. Sorry, I just walked off on my desk, and that's my life. I literally just look around, and it gets random as hell sometimes. And I saw the red nose, and I knew I wanted to talk about it briefly. Um, but, yeah. No, the NFL and uh, a lot of football fans out here, this is rabid down here for football. I thought up north was uh, rabid for their sports. Let me tell you something. There's something to be said about a Florida football fan. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what team either. But I do notice that Miami and, and Tampa of the, uh, of the three are really – so – I, I've been asked this question, will Jay Ajay have 2,000 total yards this year? Do What do I think about his potential for just a spectacular year? So, you know, it'll be interesting talking to JT. And for those of you who don't know JT, Miami Dolphin fan. So we're going to get him in here, and we're going to get him in here quick. Just a real quick rant. You know, I alluded to it earlier about James Harden. And uh, you can go on fantasyjusticesports.com, and that's why I'm going to keep the rant short. Go to fantasyjusticesports.com, and you'll see exactly what I feel about that game. Now, uh, James Harden, is, it's real simple. And I, I've watched enough sports throughout my years. And one of my questions in my article was, how come people are just afraid to say what's every what's on literally everybody's mind, literally every sports person's mind. Okay. And it's funny because once you bring it up, then everybody, yeah, it's like you need that person who's the icebreaker and shockingly enough, I'm the icebreaker, you know, um, the fix, you know, how about he was bought? How about he was paid well for that night off? Plain and simple. 
this has been going on in sports as long as there's been gambling in sports, folks. This isn't new. Stop it. Stop it. Really. Go read the article, fantasyjestersports.com. Mr. Harden had a night off. He got paid. Never in his career has he not shot a basketball in the first quarter. Never. Let me repeat that. Never. Billy Bob, get in here. I'm telling you, it's never. Bless his heart. Telling you, folks, never. All right, listen. Let's get him in here. Let's get things started. Let's get it underway. We've missed him. You know you have. Uh, And that's what's said. I'm sure some of you really have missed him. And, uh, well, I'll tell you where you are. No, I'm only kidding. No, I've missed him. And it's great to have him on tonight. As always, Jason Townsend, JT Fez437 on Twitter, our encyclopedia of sports. JT, how are you tonight, my man? Uh, I'd be doing great if you never have Mr. Billy Bob on the air ever again. Ever. So, Bless yeah, his heart. Fantastic, actually. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm ready to get this going. Uh, Bless his heart. with you as usual. Uh, otherwise, yeah, ready to go. Football's, you know, uh, what, 90, uh, 90 you know, short days away. Uh, from, oh, it's uh, beautiful. You know, getting kicked off, ready to go. Um, baseball's in full swing. Thank God the NBA playoffs are almost over. Uh, NHL in full swing. So, yeah, yeah, things are going well. I can't complain. Ready to get back at it. Yeah, now let me ask you something uh, uh, just real quick off of uh, what I had to say. How do you feel about the whole Harden thing? I mean, do you really think that his disinterest in that game was legitimate, that that was – he just had an off night. He decided, I'm not going to ch- play tonight. It's the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Well, I do I think he was bought? No. No, I don't think he was bought. The guy the guy has money hand over fist as it is. I can't see anyone offering him any kind of money that would uh, put, put to jeopardy what he's already got coming in. Let's be honest. The players in the NBA today are a bunch of divas and a bunch of, bunch of mental midgets. You know, your, your Larry Birds, your Jordans, your Lambeers, you know, your guys that were mentally tough that could handle the grind of a grueling season and a grueling playoff series are long since gone like the Dodo Bird. You got a bunch of mental midgets in there. They cry, bitch, and moan about everything that happens, and they're divas. The guy played it up on stage. He's a drama queen. He knew they weren't beating San Antonio anyway, so why not put on a performance? That's all. Hey, you know, you you mentioned some big names there, okay? And I'm going to throw one at you that, you know, sometimes he gets lost on those Laker teams, okay? Um, and, and the reason why I'm throwing a Laker team out there and a player from there just simply because, you know, you're a Laker fan. I know you're familiar with it. But a guy that you knew night in, night out, consistent as hell because he worked, James Worthy. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, well, who's he going to come up with? Definitely worthy. Uh, you go back to his North Carolina days and some of the games that that guy played in the NCAAs, you could tell back then that this guy was a a cool customer, uh, mentally tough, and it didn't matter yeah. what the situation. 
didn't matter what the situation, whether they're down 70 points or up 70 points, he's going to give you 100% effort. Those kind of players aren't out there anymore. Tim Duncan remember Malone was and the Stock taking the night off? You ever remember Malone no. and Stock taking the night off? I know there's nights I wish they would have, but no, they never did. You know, Tim Duncan, when Tim Duncan hung up the jersey, that was the end of it right there. The end of the uh, consistent player you th- you, you're talking about? Somebody that plays consistent, yeah, they, all-round player? The non-divas. The non-divas. Yeah. The guys who go out there, play basketball, give it 100%, hard-nosed, you know, didn't cry, piss, and moan at every call or non-call that didn't go their way. Um, the guys that weren't the uh, – forgive me, but the, the Twitter, the social media guys that, you know, want to get their name out there and want to be trending uh, each night, those kind of guys. You know, just, just the guys that went and played the game the way it should be played. Do you blame Do you blame marketing? Do you blame all the money that's being uh, thrown at these guys, the distraction from that? Uh, we're, in the, we're in the time of everyone is worried about their brand. You know. Exactly. Everyone's worried about their brand. And a lot of times, if you look at it, I also blame the media. Uh, you know, the way they build these guys up before they've even laced up their, their high tops for their first NBA game as superstars. Or, you know, way back when we had LeBron, the King, Bron Bron, and his high school games on ESPN. Get over it. Uh, yeah, and they seem to be, uh, of all the different sports outlets, uh uh, and I watch a bunch of them, and I'm sure you do as well. It seems like ESPN is the one that tries to really make somebody out of nothing more than the NFL Network, NHL Network, MLB Network, okay, NBA Network. Mm-hmm. It seems uh, uh, Fox Sports, all all of them, NBC Sports. It really seems like ESPN is the one that just goes. Uh, they have their favorites, and they stick to that. It they seems like to, do you remember? Do you remember back right. in the early '90s? There used to be this show on ESPN called Sports Center, where they actually reported the sports of the day. <laughs> now it's now there's this show that's replaced it. It's kept the same name, but it's about who can come up with the coolest catchphrase. You know, it's just I haven't turned ESP on in on my house in over mm-hmm. a year. And I, it's the most ridiculous entity that there is out there that is sports reporting. Uh, it's TMZ. That's all it is. The the and uh, I'll rope us back in here as uh, we get back to what we were talking about. But um, the last show that I used to watch ended this past weekend. Um, the one show that I thought was very credible, always well done right from its inception, and I watched it literally from its inception to its very last episode, uh, the reporters, the sports reporters, with Lupica and all that. And uh, that's always been a fantastic show, classy show. Uh, Dick Schaap was on there and a bunch of other guys, and Mitch Album and all these guys, and uh, just always a well – Gary Saunders was on there, and – I'll tell you, always well done, and they just did their last mm-hmm. episode. And with that, probably uh, one of the few times that I'll ever watch ESPN again now, unless a ball game is on that I've got to watch. 
Right. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, Monday Unbelievable. Night Football would be the bad extent of it. Let's get into, you know, you brought up football, and let's use that as our little segue into football. Um, before we get on to JGI, is there anything in particular that has gone on uh, over the past two weeks that you'd like to go ahead and get into? Well, I mean, we're talking the past two weeks, just outside of two weeks. You know, we're looking at uh, the NFL draft, uh, you know, with a, an interesting spectacle this year as uh, the Philly fans were in full throat. Uh, 250,000 strong over the first or the three-day period of the draft. But I got to say, you know, living here in Dallas, I, I am not a Dallas Cowboy fan in any way, shape, or form. But Mr. Drew Pearson has become a uh, a favorite in the JT household with his treatment and uh, belittling of the Philly fans. I have to say, one of my favorite moments I've seen in the NFL in in, in quite a long time and one that I will not soon forget. Hold on a second. We got. I got a problem here. I decided. Well, that's not first time. So yeah, no, no, no worries. We're good. Um, I decided to go ahead. I I am currently testing my red nose as we broadcast. Mm. <laughs> Your red nose, okay. <laughs> the red nose plays. <laughs> If you say so, all I can all I, I look at is, uh, you know, maybe you're, you know, they already filmed it, so they, you know, you're, the tryouts are over, man. Take the take the nose off; they're not going to pick you. Um, now you know, let, move along. Hold on now. now, now hold on now. Okay, you didn't believe that I got the beard to play and play well until you saw it for yourself. You're going to say that I couldn't go out with my red nose and have the red nose play. With the beard, would I? Uh, maybe, no, maybe if you go out to Bellevue, <laughs> it would play. Uh, I need some help. Anyway, yeah, there it is. And people there are saying I need help. So okay, listen. Though. The jester has ever said on radio, right there. Oh, I need some serious help. I, I listen. I know that. I don't shy from that. When have I ever shied from no, that? No, you don't. You never have. Hey, but, You've owned that for sure. You've owned that for sure. But you know, you're talking about football here. We got to get into the draft a little bit before we talk about uh, Jay Ajayi, uh, you know, going forward. I got to say, yeah. the Browns, you know, you did, they talked to Hugh Jackson. Uh, NFL yeah. Network did right before the draft. And it was uh-huh. funny about something he said. You know, they asked him about getting a quarterback. And he said, well, we're not going to reach for a quarterback. We're going to let the draft play out, and if the quarterback falls to us, fine. Uh, they get Deshaun Kaiser at pick 50, was it 52? And, you know, uh-huh. in the second round, something was said. Yep. And I've never quite heard it put this way, but I'm very enamored with this comment when somebody asked them about Deshaun Kaiser, and they basically said, hey, I believe it was Willie McGinnis that said this. You know, they're not married to him. They didn't take him in the first round. They took him in the second round. They're only dating him. So if it doesn't work out, they can move on. There's no big deal. It's not like you took him in the first round like they did, you know, Johnny Moron Manziel or Brandon, I'm too old to be in the NFL, Whedon, you know, Brady Quinn. You know, they they were married to those guys. They were first-round picks. So just a a hell of a draft by the Cleveland Browns. How often can you say that? Not very often it was. It was a fantastic uh, draft by the Cleveland Browns. And – 
probably the only team that rivaled my Giants draft, in my opinion. But I might be a little prejudiced in that. But I you look at be. our draft as very functional throughout the rounds. Uh, I mean, I really right, feel right, that right. we address uh, we address needs properly. You did. The Giants played the draft well. You talk about one of the only teams though to rival. Uh, you know, your team was Cleveland. I gotta say. Yeah. All in all, going back and looking at it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a really nice draft. But the one team that I don't think people are talking about uh, is Carolina. Two players in particular in Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah, and the yeah. kid Samuel and the kid Samuel from uh, Ohio State. I mean, you look, right. that offense got supremely more dynamic uh, in, in the span of two nights you know, going forward. So something I think Carolina was uh, sorely missing last year with some kind of spark on offense, and they definitely added two big sparks. So I uh, enjoyed what they did as well. You feel what happened to Houston? Didn't it, wasn't it just a little bit ago that Houston seemed like they were on the cusp of great things, and they have just fallen apart? I Are mean, we talking about the same Houston Texans that made the playoffs last year? They don't see um, – yeah, I understand that, but they're not going to go anywhere with that without a quarterback, and they still haven't solved their quarterback issue. This so isn't – this. I'm sorry. You are not grading – grading uh, Watson is a high grade then, huh? I don't – listen, I, I have a problem just in general with how that team has been. I understand they made the playoffs, okay, but they were never a threat in the playoffs. Nobody ever went, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, to me, they were, eh, they, 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 and they still are. I, I don't fear Houston. Houston w- looked like they were on the verge of a dynasty is what I'm talking about. Okay, almost similar to the idea of, hey, listen, once luck came in, everybody figured, wow, look what he does his rookie year. They're just going to keep building with this kid. And, and then mm-hmm. he's falling apart. Now, let me ask you something, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Jacksonville passing both these teams this year with a full year of uh, with, with a full off season of Marone? Well, let's let's be real. The Jaguars are are going to go as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, Blake Bortles goes this season. You look at Tom Coughlin being added to the organization. You look at Doug Marone, who, when Doug Marone has been a head coach, has the second most rushing attempts in the NFL. He wants mm-hmm. to run power football, so they go and get a six foot one, two hundred and thirty five pound hoss at running back that wants to hurt you just as bad as you want to hurt him. And they go and get who, in my opinion, was the best offensive lineman in the draft, and Cam Robinson from Alabama. They go and add the best block, run-blocking tight end in the draft. And then in the seventh round, they pick up Lorenzo Neal Jr., Marquez Williams, 6'1", 230-pound fullback for Miami, who wants to do nothing but knock your block off. So power football in Jacksonville could open up Bortles for the play-action pass and uh, maybe reignite that Jacksonville offense this year. Because the defense, I think the defense will be just fine. Where does Kaepernick end up? Kaepernick ends up out of the NFL. I think Kaepernick ends up outside the NFL. At this point, 
there's supposedly all these teams that are that are interested in him and talking to him, yet, you know, we've had OTAs, we've had the draft. I think unless there's some kind of significant injury to a starting quarterback before the season begins, he may be sitting at home watching it and listening to the Fantasy Jester show. <laughs> him and Josh Gordon. Oh, him, Josh Gordon, and uh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler couldn't get a job. I mean, that That's tells you funny. everything you need to know. Jay Cutler couldn't get a job with some of these quarterback-needy teams. Even the Jets didn't want Jay Cutler. That tells you, you all um, Yeah, you just went right from it was going to come out of my mouth as soon as you were done. The Jets, <laughs> if the Jets don't want you for quarterback, wow. Wow. They said uh, we'd, rather have, we'd rather have Josh McCown, Bryce Petty, and Christian Hackenberg more than we want Jay Cutler. Let me let me ask you, Jester. You're you're the New York you're the new you know New York guru here. Do you yeah. think that Brandon Marshall may have been worried that Jay Cutler was going to come to New York this off season, which is why he, he fell his way off the jet? <laughs> I mean, he's seen this show before. Yeah, <laughs> Decker was re, uh, thinking retirement. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. you know the, the state state of. Uh, quarterback play in the NFL for some of the teams when Jay Cutler can't get a job uh, that, again that tells you all you need to know so no I don't think Kaepernick's going to find a home that's funny that's funny well that's okay um, we're not really going to miss him not really no. gonna, but yeah, you know, I, I got to be honest with you I haven't seen enough uh, and, and that's I, I, listen that's separate of what I think of him as a person um, I'm going by talent now I haven't seen it. He has talent? Yeah. He's got a cannon for an arm, but he lacks the head to go with the game. Yeah, just, potato uh, cannon. I mean, come on. Even arm talent's enough to get you in the job. To get your job in the NFL somewhere as a backup. You know, the guy's a tool. He obviously can't pick up an NFL playbook. Hard yeah. on, again, if this does not show you the kind of coach 49er fans in front office that Harbaugh was in San Francisco, <laughs> you made a mistake. You made a mistake, guys. Plain and simple, this guy made Kaepernick look like Joe Montana. That, that, this guy's got to be the greatest coach in the history of the world. Yeah, really. No doubt. Hey, maybe maybe Kaepernick would go back to college. Is he still college eligible? <laughs> I, I think that, go I think back that to ship has sailed. Oh, all right. And well, sunk a few times, possibly. Now, you brought up a player near and dear to, to my heart, Jay Ajayi. But I do not think 2,000 yards is, is in his, uh, in his um, grasp this season. You don't. You know, I think we're looking – I don't. Uh, the way Adam Gase seems to run the offense, you, they bring in a Julius Thomas. I think they expect to get something out of the tight end position last year because uh, the uh, tight ends we had couldn't catch a cold last season. Uh, and Julius Thomas does have two 12-touchdown seasons under his belt when Adam Gase was his offensive coordinator. So I think you're going to see Tannehill lighten them up, Jarvis Landry, a healthy Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills. I just think there's too many mouths to feed in Miami to see Ajayi put up 2,000 total yards. Uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, Kai Christensen is an offensive coordinator. Uh, has talked about 
how they worked with him on his uh, receiving skills. And his mm-hmm. words were that he's uh, improved by 200%. And uh, you're talking about a guy who had 50 uh, catches for 534 yard, uh, 535 yards uh, his final season there at Boise. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you can go get and, – and, and now I'm looking at by, uh, by way of last year. He had – 27 catches. Mm-hmm. Now that's half, well, that's half of that. So, okay, let's say they bump him up now. Let's say they 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 bump him up because now he's going to play a full season. They said that they've worked with him, so they're going to feel comfortable throwing to him. So maybe they'll get to that 50 receptions. And let's say in those 50 receptions. Have, I'm sorry? How many yards were those 27 catches for? Yeah, he had uh, uh, yeah 151, though. So you're looking at just about five, you know, I believe he actually Five, six a carry. Five, six a catch. So you look at that, at that point, if he runs for 1,500 yards, 50 catches, he's right. going to have to average 10 yards a catch to get that to that 2,000 mark. I don't Which is what he did at Boise. Ah, uh, but Boise playing against the mighty defenses in the uh, WAC, I believe it, it was at the time, uh, versus the defenses in the NFL – the guy is not elusive in any way, shape, or form. Um, and the, today's linebackers just are so athletic. I just don't see him being able to average 10 yards a catch. I don't see him catching 50 balls. Um, I don't think that 2,000 yards is one of those crazy predictions, but I would, I would settle more that the 1750 mark is his ceiling for this season. Let me ask you something. Do you feel that uh, 1,400 yards is a possibility? He was at 12-something last year after not playing the first four games, so definitely a possibility. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to see where, where the floor is for what you believe. Uh, do you believe 1,500 is a possibility? I think that is where you're getting a little little stretch. I mean, is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, Miami's offensive line, you know, we do have uh, Pouncey on the offensive line, so if uh, anybody gives him a dirty look, he may miss a few weeks with a – you know, hurt feelings or something, So, which is always the catalyst. If you look last year, the games where he ran for 200 yards or had big games when Pouncey was in the game, which wasn't very often. So that's my problem. I just don't see us having the, the offensive line. I love the kid that they took, uh, Asiata, Matt Asiata's brother. They took the big guard, nasty run block and left guard to go with Laramie Tunsil on that left side. But you still got Juwan James in there. Uh, on the right side, you got Pouncey for maybe half the season if you're lucky. That's where I think the the, the challenges are going to be not Ajayi's talent. I think the offensive right. line is going to be the hindrance. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. And Fair let's enough. be real. Before let's they be see real. what you thought about Julius it. Thomas isn't, Julius Thomas isn't much of a blocker either. No, no. Um I, I'm going to say I'm going to say 19 is definitely a, a good possibility there. Okay. That, uh, that I, I like. Part of me. Combined. What do you see for end zone trips. Yeah. What do you see in scores? 10, 15 scores. Mm. But you got to figure he's he's good for at least 10 on the uh, on the ground, eight uh, eight to 10 on the ground, and then you go with another 
four, five, six, four to six of them. So well, about a dozen, dozen fourteen. You know, I like you know I like to do this to you every time we have you know we talk football on a show. So here's yeah. my surprise that you didn't know question that was coming. Since we're talking about what? Florida football and crazy Florida football fans, let's go a little north up to Duval County. Um, so what kind of prediction total yardage touchdowns do you see uh, Mr. Leonard Fournette coming in with? Interesting. Interesting. Similar backs, though I think Fournette, Fournette's a much more aggressive runner. The similar statue is my point. Uh, let's say, let's see. You have it. Uh, uh, well, first off, you got to figure the idea that he's playing on a revamp line, and, and but for a coach that's wanting to run the ball, so um, you figure the first couple of games. Figure 80 yards for the first two, and then let's see. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I'm gonna. I, I think. I think he, he he's good. He. I think he can get 12. Okay. I think he can get 1200. He. You know, he's playing against a uh, in a division where it's not like he's playing against defensive stalwarts. I mean, the best one is Texas. And they gave up over 300 points last year. There isn't mm-hmm. one team in the division that didn't give up 300 points last year. Uh, and most of the other the other two Titans and uh, and Colts were probably in the high threes. So, well, and it definitely um, and it definitely seemed like the Titans went offense in the draft, so they didn't improve their defense any. It just seems it just no. I don't know. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know too. I'm looking at that division, and I don't know too much that's going to stop him. I'm looking at that. The Texans will load up for him, okay? Um, but I really don't see anything there. Uh, I'd like to see what the schedule is, but i got to be honest with you. No, I, we're playing in a different time where these some of these running backs, like Ezekiel, he can come in and just take off, okay? And Howard come in, take off, and, and, and take this off, is going to yeah. be no, yeah. This is going to be no different with him. He's going to come in, and he, he's going to he's going to beast. You you play it when you get a guy like this, and, and here's why Marshawn Lynch was so successful. Guys like him, you think John mm-hmm. Riggins, and you know because you can go. Recent past in Marshawn Lynch, or you can go way back uh-huh. to guys like John Riggins. Okay, the guys that dish it out, the guys that dish it, that don't run out of bounds. They'd rather run over you than run out of bounds. They're not going to take the hit. They're going to deal the hit. These guys here, they they for sure can come out of the gate and play well. Now, as long as he doesn't have any fumbling issues, he's going to see the ball a ton, like you've mentioned. Okay? Mm-hmm. And one thing, this NFL, I'm sorry, folks. I mean, it really is built for the softer players, the ones that are used to uh, defenseless receiver calls. Right. Okay? There's not, I mean, many, there's not too many Vontez Burfix out there that just want to knock your block off anymore. 
Yeah, you know, guys like him. Uh, what's his name from Pittsburgh? Oh, shit. Um, uh, Harrison? Harrison. Guys that just, yeah, play with violence. It's a violent sport. and they're the, I mean, anytime, if you ever notice, if a defense comes close to playing violent, it's a flag nowadays. Or it a really fine. is. It's, it's, or a fine. It definitely is. Well, it's, it's just like every other sport. The, the commissioners and the rules committees have basically geared it towards offense. You know, chicks dig the long ball, so to speak. They want to see offense, offense. It's all about the offenses. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. If the defense uh, plays too aggressive, they tend to get flagged. I think it, and I think it's going to play into the hands of big backs, guys that can go ahead and dish it out because now you've got defenses, you know, hold, having to find, find that fine line between holding back and still making the play. Not being too aggressive, well, and, and the and the running back to his size, he doesn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. On I offense, it's funny. You can there. go full steam. You can go full steam if you are on offense and you have the ball. You can go full steam into the defensive player. Use all your might, but if you're on the defensive side of the ball trying to stop the ball carrier. You get calls like defenseless receiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that's the state of the, the NFL there. The reason mm-hmm. I bring him up, to me, very similar uh, physically built to Jay Ajayi. I think the one part of Fortnite's game that people are going to realize has been sorely, sorely uh, mistaken is the fact that this kid can catch the football. He because sure can. Because it didn't happen – it didn't happen at LSU. They don't throw to their backs. I believe a few years ago there was a fullback or running back that came out and transferred to fullback named Spencer Ware, and one of the knocks on him in the draft was, oh, the kid can't catch the football. Tell mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs that he can't catch the football because he does. Um, yeah, exactly. you know, I think that's the part of his game that I think is really going to help Bortles is think about getting that guy. You remember that old clip on the sports shows of a few years back some reporter attacked, you know, verbally attacked a, a player, and the press conference, the coach came out firing out, yelling, screaming, you know, you know, say that to me. I'm a man. I'm a man. That's what I oh, see, yeah, yeah. see Leonard Fournette, man. That, that, that's what I see. That's a man. That's a hoss right there. When you hit him, you better bring it all because if you don't, he's going to truck your ass. I'm looking forward, yeah, I'm, and I'm looking forward, folks. Uh, you know, once camp opens and everything and I have the opportunity I'm going to head on up there and uh, go ahead and meet Mr. Fournette. Hey, uh, and I can't wait to hey, see him in person. That, speaking of that, yeah. you give Mr. Miles Jack a message for me talking last year about how come I wasn't up there or down there, you know, at Jack's camp. So you let him know he needs to, he needs to bring that noise on the show one night so we can have talk about it. Yeah, either I need to bring you to camp this year. One or the other, me and him have to have a little con- – you know, we got to work on our communication, see, me and Mr. Miles Jack do, so – yeah, definitely. You know, for those of you that are new to the show, just real quick, and then and then we'll go ahead. We're going to switch gears and get to another sport in a second. Uh, last year, I covered all of the three sport, you know, football teams here, the NFL teams. And while I was at the Jags camp, I had a great time over there. And uh, one of the people that I met, Miles Jack, uh, a fantastic young man, 
signed a glove for us uh, for, right. for me to yeah. uh, auction off uh, for make a wish. And uh, I, I told him that I needed his help uh, calling out JT and uh, my son. And uh, he was able to put together a JT, what's up, JT? And, and Joe Jr. JT and Joe Jr., where are y'all at? Why are y'all not here right now? Why are y'all not here. supporting the Jags right See, they now? They should be here right they here with my They should be at practice right now. So I think this year we're going to have to have the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have to, uh, now, now I think what we'll do is, uh, we'll have, uh, you, me and miles Jack, uh, call out Joey. Definitely call out Joey now. You oh, know. well that goes without saying, I mean, come on, that, that's a given at that point, but, uh, yeah, definitely. So when you're up there checking out, uh, the Hoss, uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, if, if I'm not yeah. there with you that when you let miles know, I'm coming for him. So, I'll. uh, I'll try and, uh, like I said, let's see what we can do about getting you there for it because uh, that'd be really good. That'd be good. We'll get get you there and uh, we'll call out Joey. Maybe we'll bring Joey. We'll find out. We'll see what he's doing. Anyway, folks, uh, you're listening to the Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com, Blog Talk Radio, BreadFromYourBed.com, and Deep Obsession Charters, 84 Lumber, DeLand Metalcraft. Ooh, and we've got a couple other new ones, folks, that we're going to go ahead. We'll be announcing them in the next commercial break. Absolutely fantastic. We're adding sponsors and advertisers. And uh, we've got some great announcements coming up, too, uh, later on this show, pertaining to uh, future podcasts and uh also, what's happening with FXE? So, you know, we've been away. We're in the new studio. The studio is absolutely fantastic. Uh, we were able to get everything. We, we got some of it set up, and uh, it's been good. It looks good. It's coming together. As soon as it's complete, we'll go ahead, get everything. We want to go ahead, film uh, a couple of the segments right from here. And again, uh, one of the things that we've mentioned earlier is about the guests. You know, uh, we're going to be adding a bunch of guests uh, over the next couple of weeks. Some of them you've heard before. Some of them have been on before. You know, we've had Jim Rosenhaus on before and uh, we're looking to have him on. And uh, a couple other things besides having Jim on and also having Jeff Cross. If, if you've missed Jeff Cross or Jim Rosenhaus, please, please. Either go back on FantasyJusticeSports.com or go to iTunes, Fantasy Justice Show, and go back, listen to some of these archive shows, because I'll tell you, one of the things that people have really liked and why we're bringing the guest segments back uh, uh, more so than uh, what we've done before is because a lot of people have loved the interviews that we've been able to have really good interviews with some really interesting guests, but also get a funny story out of them. So, you know, Jim tells a great one. Jim Rosenhaus tells an absolutely fantastically funny story about Terry Francona. So if you're a baseball fan, go check that out. If you're a football fan, we have Jeff Cross tells a story. Miami Dolphins Pro Bowl defensive end tells a story about a player one of the former players being, as a punishment, being taped naked to a goalpost and then having itching powder put on him. 
these are uh, if, go check out find out who the player was uh, Miami Dolphin it's a funny funny story check out Larry Zabisco there's an there's an interview for you that really there's a legend that really is it's a one hour interview and it is unbelievable unbelievable he is literally unhinged and unchained I mean, he is just, it was a great, funny show. It was more than truly, I, one of the things is, you know, you always sit there and wonder what it's going to be like to interview these people. Uh, and you never know, you know, who's going to be serious, who's going to, who, who's going to give you the time, how much time are they going to give you and all that as you set these things up and whatnot. And, you know, Larry's was great right from the start. You know, uh, whatever time you need, not a problem. You know, I, I just want to have fun with you guys. All right, sure. And then he comes on, and it was it was an absolute blast. So now, as we get ready to kick things up again and get things started, that's one of the things that we're going to be bringing to you a little bit more than we did before. Some really, really good guests, and we have a surprise for you that's coming up. And go ahead, keep your eye on either the Fantasy Jester page on Facebook. You can go ahead, pay attention. It'll be also on FantasyJesterSports.com. You've got me on Twitter, Fantasy underscore Jester. But folks, don't forget, you know, whether we put out a video, a podcast, a story, or, you know, a multitude of things, a tweet, a Facebook post, and all that, did you know that you can just, in one area, get everything Jester Sports did you know Fantasy Jester Sports app? Yeah, sure. Folks, go ahead, go to appmaker.com, A-P-P-M-A-K-R.com for the Fantasy Jester Show app. Click on it. It's for Android. It's for Android or iPhone, not to mention on iTunes. And there's going to be a whole host of other places that you're going to be uh, hearing that we're going to be adding where the podcast will be found. But folks, I'm telling you, there's the place. If it's not here on blog talk radio or on fantasyjusticesports.com, get the app. Let's get JT back in here. Let's get the show rolling again. As we continue on, we're switching gears from the NFL. Let's go, you know, let's go ahead. We talked basketball. We've talked NFL. Let's hit hockey for a little bit. You know, JT, before we get into everything about the playoffs and whatnot, I, I brought up this question, and I want to get your opinion on it. Did we see the last game for Alex Ovechkin in a Caps uniform? Do you think Caps the Caps are going to move him during this offseason to uh, improve their team, to put them over the hump? Well, I think you look at the situation, you're looking at a guy that's 31 years old, um, as the Army Yager has shown, you know, can play well into their 40s and still be very productive. So, at this point, um, I don't think so. I don't think the Caps. Uh, I don't think the Caps fan base would understand. I think. I think that's what management's afraid of. You know, it's kind of hard to move one of the top guys who's been one of the top guys his whole career. Um, you just don't see that very often. Uh, I think they do. I think they got enough offense to survive without him. I think they need to start working on some defense because 
you know, every year that team gets to the playoffs and then just absolutely vanishes. JT, the GM. JT, the GM of the Washington Capitals. Knowing you, do you go ahead and keep him? No. No, I do not. I move him along. I still believe I I can get an absolute big haul for this guy at 31 years old, clear up some cap space, bring in some young prospects, and try to improve my team. I've played enough fantasy games against you to know the answer to that. That's why I asked that question, folks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that that was an easy one. I've seen you do that many a times when they still have just enough tread and they've got a year or two before they're falling off and all that, JT finds some sucker out there going, yeah, I'll trade my young talent for the old star because I like the name. Hey, look It's at true, this, folks. Look at it's way. true. It's true. In my defense, you don't, you don't trade a guy when he's on the downslope. You trade him after you, he's had what That's you right. feel is the best season he will ever have. That is, folks, there's your fantasy advice for tonight. I mean, you know, some of the players in our league should really listen to you. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. No, they why shouldn't. Do you think I don't give, Guys, shut it off. Shut it off. Why do you think I purposely don't give the people who play in our fantasy leagues the links to the show until afterwards, man? Wow. Well, yeah. Over, then maybe I'll listen on the archived editions on iTunes. No, no, the problem is, is I know Clum listens. Clum listens. Yeah, but the thing about Clum is, the thing about Clum is, he can listen all he wants to. It, it's kind of like that line from uh, White Men Can't Jump. He can listen to Jimmy, he just can't hear him. Can't hear him, yeah. Yeah, so he can listen he to us all he wants to, he just can't hear us. And uh, could you do me a favor, while we're on the subject of uh, fantasy sports and uh, people that we know and play against, folks, I'm sorry, I have to do this, and I I really need to take the time to do it on air because I'm really tired of it. Um, (laughs) Once upon a time, I I really didn't like a trade that went on, and uh, you weren't that crazy about it either, and you felt it was a good enough trade, and so far, so far, early on, in a dynasty league, okay, it looks like, okay, Aaron Judge is doing rather well for himself. He he is. Yes, it does. He is further along in his uh, development than the player that he was traded for right now. And well, I have and- heard, I have heard enough guff that how somebody knew something that you and I didn't from one Tate Dello that I told him the other day, and this is folks, this is the truth. Okay. Anybody that doubts me on this, I swear to God, I'll show you the, the text. I told him if I hear about Aaron judge one more time, I was going to ask you to grab a bat and make like Aaron judge. <laughs> well, look at it this way. In all fairness, what did I tell yeah. you when you told me that I that I took him in that trade? I said, no, Aaron Judge is a play, a good player. He's figured it out. It's going to be a good trade for both people. I still like I still like Mr. Renfro. I'm not upset with him at all. The best part is I covered myself, see? I went out and got Mookie Betts to take care of the right field position, so Mr. Renfro has plenty of time to develop on my bench where he belongs. Where he belongs, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For now, for now, it looks like a good one, but that's not a career in a career <laughs> you know, league. And boy, I'll you know, tell you, quickly, 
very quickly, yeah. speaking of that particular individual that you just mentioned, that, that Tate, you know, one Tate Dello. Um, yeah. So I have proof while we're on the air. I was given a message by one Tate Dello that says, give him a call. Give him a call. Ah, yes, yes. Tell Mr. Dello, uh, I was supposed to call Mr. Dello the other day. and uh, I think folks, you can call I, him right I, now. Oh, call him right now? I can Why call not? him right this now. better. Uh, I mean, we're an interactive show, aren't we? Yeah, sure. I can do this. We can do this. Um, in the meantime, while I'm pulling up Mr. Delano, uh, are any surprises so far in the NHL playoffs? Uh, your Penguins still looking strong. I see Flurry starting tonight. Yeah, that the, and, and that's why I'm, I told you I don't want to jinx it, but he's actually played fairly well this year uh, in in some crucial games for us. So, uh, you know, my my question is, you know, who did who switched you know jerseys with Flurry, uh, and and why didn't they do it sooner in his career? Um, the NHL playoffs have pretty much gone as expected. Uh, Montreal is a team that I just I didn't expect to be as strong this year as they were, but uh, apparently their trade that they made last offseason really. Uh, you know, really uh, agreed with them. I am uh, currently uh, dialing and calling Mr. Uh, Dello. We'll, we'll see if he answers. And that way you can say you've called him. He's dialing. I have a feeling he's, I have a feeling he's listening to the show and he's going to duck us at this point. Oh, that's okay. Uh, it's dialing. I have no idea what's going on. It's saying it's dialing, so we are uh, waiting. But, okay, so, no, um, looking at the playoffs, okay, and looking at what's going on uh, at Pittsburgh and everything, and uh, it says he might be on. Let's see. At the tone, please record your message. Oh, when you no. have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. I can't press one for more options. Uh, <laughs> hello, Mr. Dello. Fantasy Jester Show, sir, knocking at the door, calling you. Um, no wonder, you know, all this talk while me and Mr. Uh, JT here are uh, not on air, talking all this crap about us, sir. We call you uh, to get you on air, and uh, JT's here, I'm here to get you on air. Uh, yeah, and, where uh, you at? Where you at? Where you at? You should be here right now, talking to us. Oh, but you're not. And I know, hey, listen, that's all right. He can, listen, you know, I, I'm sure he's uh, a little nervous, a little afraid of us, a little intimidated. He, he, he understands he might have gotten a little carried away. Was his own judge, yeah, you know? Yeah, a little carried away, okay, because he was right on something. And, uh, oh, all right. Anyway, there's your message. Uh, we called. I called. I called while on air. I didn't call the other night. Um, my neighbors, yeah, my neighbors came by the other day, JT, and I was supposed to call them back, and they came. They ended up leaving. Uh, that's what it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, they ended well, up leaving so damn late too. I didn't want to call me. But how long can I keep right. this message going? I want to take, like, all his message time. Uh, we could just well, keep him on air. We'll just, continue. we'll just continue with the show and leave, you know, leave him on air. Of a Miles Jack, you listen to the Fantasy Jesse Show. Yeah, see, I want to let him know. Everybody's listening. 
Hey, uh, you know who else listens, Tate? I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. And Tate doesn't listen because if he listened, he'd be on the show right now. How you doing? This is Bo Outlaw. You listen to the Fantasy Justice Show. Well, doesn't Jim Rosenhaus, uh, Tate Dello's uh, brother-in-law, listen to the show? Uh, you know, I don't know, but you know what Bugs Bunny thinks of him? What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sitting here. I'm waiting to talk to Mr. Dello. We're trying. If he listened, just, yeah. Who, who, who were you just talking about? I mean, if, listen, Jim Rosenhaus. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhaus with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. So, literally, all these people listen to uh, the Fantasy Jester, you know. Hi, I'm Jeff Cross, a former Miami Dolphin. I'm a big fan of the... You know, I mean, folks, listen, obviously a lot of people, but Tate Dello listened to the show. Or what do you think, JT? Do you think he doesn't listen or he's afraid to come on? Which is it? Well, at this point, hasn't Judge cooled a little bit over the last, you know, week or so? So, yeah, maybe the uh, maybe he's not feeling it, you know. Maybe he's thinking, oh, wait a minute, he's cooling down a little bit and, uh, you know, I may not be able to uh, to beat my chest as proudly as I have been. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and hang up on him and continue on in the show. Uh, hey, Kate, it was uh, good uh, not talking to you, and uh, hope to not talk to you soon. Hope to not talk to you again, sir. And, folks, that was Tate Dello's answering machine. And, uh, actually, hey, listen, we probably learned you know more what? about fantasy sports from his answering machine than him. You know what? Well played. Well played. Took the words right out of my mouth. I believe that was probably the best. Uh, Tate Dello interview we've ever had. It was informative. It really was. So, thank you, Tate so, Dello, the answer machine, for your contribution to the show. All right, so <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on because you know I actually wanted there's a subject you brought up earlier that I really want to get into. This is the one I've been waiting for. Here's you know you hit on uh, MLB and uh, hot seat managers. Mm-hmm. 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 Go ahead. You know, and I, I, I gotta give, I give you, I'm gonna give you one from each league. The American League, it's gotta be Ned Yost. We're talking about a, a team in the Royals that are, you know, what, two years removed from a World Series to, at the point now, being last in their division. Um, probably one of the worst offenses in the league, and the pitching staff just hasn't shown up this year. So I would believe at this point, he's got to be considered on the hot seat. If we flip over to the National League. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirate manager Clint Hurdle. I think he's had plenty enough time to get an extremely talent-laden roster um, somewhere in the playoffs. I understand the Cubbies are there. I know St. Louis has been a bit of a bugaboo for them. But at this point, uh, again, last in the division, uh, one of the worst teams in the NL. And that's saying something when you have the Marlins, the Braves, and the Giants also in the NL this year. I think both of those managers need to be – Firmly placed on the hot seat at this point. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, you know, 
And, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to beat a dead horse kind of sort of, um, but one thing about Aaron Judge, I just want to throw this out here because it is a name that uh, Mr. Dello should pay attention to. Do you remember a young man named Kevin Moss? First base, Yankees. Yeah, I remember him. He uh, he started out and uh, came out to a hot start. He had, he had hit double-digit home runs in the first month of his career and all that. Okay, he was a call-up, a late call-up. and He was supposed to be the second coming uh, of the greatest home run hitters ever. And uh, and after that start, well, wow, he was everybody's darling. Uh, anybody else remember Kevin Moss that isn't a Yankee fan? Well, I'm definitely not a Yankee fan. I definitely remember him. Uh, kid, uh, kid definitely started his career off hot, but uh, couldn't keep the batting average above the Mendoza line, if I remember correctly. Uh that yeah he he just uh, and never really made uh once he did make contact too it was just it wasn't constant uh home runs you know they, everybody thought he was going to be another Dave Kingman and all that yeah we'll put up Rob a low Hill. average for the home runs but uh no that didn't happen and uh well no i've got uh, my thing Right now, as I'm taking a look at it, okay, to be honest with you, as I, as I look at how the season's going, and you're going to be – a lot of people are going to be upset with me on this one. But if you ask me, the Pittsburgh Pirates are way too talented to be under 500. I think that's a team that, you know, he's managed. Clint Hurdle has managed the Pirates since 2011. Okay. And the one thing about that is, you know, he, 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 they've been saying, putting together the team, putting together the team. We've got this young talent. We're bringing up these kids. You, it started with Cole, and you got McCutcheon there and all this stuff. And now they started filling in more pitchers and more outfielders. Now you've got a surplus of outfielders. And, yeah, okay, finally, they finally got a first baseman that can hit and bell. And, all right, fine. Everything's all coming together. And, and as they're collecting just massive amount of talent, they're getting worse. As you're adding well, more talent, yeah. and that never bodes well. That never bodes well for a team that has expectations, that has a, a, a star getting to the highlight. He's starting to get to the highlight of his career in McCutcheon and still hasn't seen anything for it. A hard-working guy like that, hard-nosed player like that. And you've got a team with all this talent, and they're getting worse as they're getting all this talent. They're not getting better. I'm going to tell you right now, Clint Hurdle does not make the rest of the season. No way. Absolutely not. And, I'm wrong. Uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately for Mr. Clint Hurdle as well, and, and uh, you know, all my best wishes go out, I believe, what is it, Jameson Tyon being uh, – is, is has he been checked or has he been diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer? Probably the yes. best, one of the best pitchers in the National League this year. So, you know, uh, prayers out to him and his family, and hope uh, hope you know everything works out with him there. But you know, it just doesn't look like it's going to get any easier for Clint Hurdle at this point. 
Yeah, no. Um, it's not going to get any easier. And like I said, though, even with that, you, you've got – where are they really hurting for talent? Where Where do you see the hole in the team that it's that bad that the holes on the team is that bad that they should be under 500? Well, it's not their pitching staff. I mean, Nova's having a career year. Tyon's been amazing. Glassmouth had some good games and some bad games. I mean, their pitching has been good enough. Uh, McCutcheon has just fallen way off the last couple years uh, from a guy that was being compared to Mike Trout two years ago, and uh, no one's going to make that mistake now. Honestly, it just it looks like their their team just doesn't have – I don't think they have enough in the power department. You look at that lineup, they just don't have that guy that can knock in 35, 40 bombs, get him some easy RBIs. And it's just, they're in a tough division. The Cardinals, the Brewers are improved. Uh, you know, the Cubbies, the world champion Cubbies, how often did you ever think you'd be able to say that? You know, I just think they're overmatched in their division. They're in over their head. Uh, interesting note that came across over this uh, past week and a half, too, is that. The Yankees had interest in Garrett Cole. Does that stop now because of the tie-on injury? Well, not even uh, injury. Diagnostic. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. How can you trade Cole at this point without without basically instead of you know raising that pirate flag on the Jolly Roger it being a white flag to your fans at this point in early May? You know, or even if they at any point where they trade Cole, I think that's them raising the white flag. So I don't think they can do that. Hmm. Yeah. No, I would imagine that that called that trade off. Uh, be interesting to see because the Yankees and getting over to the Yankees and off the Pirates for a second and Clint Hurdle for a minute. Um, the Yankees definitely need one more arm, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, Clint Hurdle seems to be, like I said, I'd be surprised. You just got too many problems there, but all right. Um, and, and who did you say was your pick? Uh, well, I had chose, uh, Yost in the American league and Clint Hurdle in the national league. Yeah. Um, Yost, huh? Really? Mm, uh, well, look at the Royals. Go get out the, uh, supercomputer. Yeah. Think, yeah. I know the gesture has. And take a yeah. look at the Royals. I mean, offensively, they're ridiculous. Their pitching staff is lackluster. You look at the moves they made this offseason. Uh, so, you know, I'm sorry, trading a guy like mm-hmm. Wade Davis to get a guy yeah. like Jorge Soler, who's absolutely done nothing up to this date. And is, Correct. Um, you know, just some of the suspect moves they've made. Uh, the players that they gave up for Zobrist a couple years ago, some of their top young talent has depleted that organization. So all in all, I personally would uh, I would think Ned Yost, who was on hot seat last year, if you remember correctly, uh, firmly has his butt planted on it this year. Oh, look at all right. Um, and for picking on Judge, I guess uh, I guess Tate called in for we picked on Aaron Judge and uh, folks, Tate Dello is called in. <laughs> Wow, I can't wait to see the texts when he hears the Is show. It true? 
Is it true that the jester has a standing reservation in the seventh circle of hell when the end of days uh, comes along? Uh, only in some people's wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As the, the list is long and distinguished, yes? <laughs> the, list, the list is long. And, you know, here's the problem, okay? Unlike Jericho's list, Everybody likes Jericho's list. Everybody loves Jericho's list. Okay. I love Jericho's list. The one thing about that list and my list of people hoping that I'm in the seventh circle of hell when this is all said and done, um, I really don't care about that list. If you, if somebody, here's one thing, here's, here's the greatest thing. And this is what my fans need to know about me. Okay. If somebody on this planet, wishes me to be in the seventh circle of hell, okay? It's because I don't give a shit if they think that or not. See, because if it's somebody I really don't give a shit about, I really don't give a shit about what they think. If it was somebody distinguished in my world like JT and he felt that way, it would upset me and I'd do everything I could to change that. So um, for those wishing me the seventh circle of hell, I really don't care. I will be there, and I will be teaching uh, everyone how to get there next week at the bar. No. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I got a joke that'll send you the seventh circle to hell. Ready? No. All right, never mind. We'll tell that one off the air. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that Uh, off the air. Anyway, folks, having a little fun tonight. We got a couple of minutes left. JT, you know. Um, talking about talking about baseball, and I know you are a Yankee, not a Yankee fan whatsoever, whatsoever. No, no, I'm not. You have to tell me the truth. Doesn't even Derek Jeter transcend that for you? is the bane of my existence as an A's fan, okay? Uh, <laughs> if I ever see that stupid, lucky-ass relay throw that any Joe Schmo could have made that's a major league shortstop, again, I'm going to get sick. So, uh, I mean, that guy, yeah, was he, was he a great player? Yes. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. I'm just not one of those people that believe he is um, in the same class as some of those other Yankees that wore the single-digit numbers, as this will be the last single-digit number available as the Yankees retire now. I don't believe he's in the same class as some of the number fives, number sevens, you know, things of that nature that have been retired in the past. Um, Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Can he get his jersey number retired? Yes. I just want to see him gone. Otherwise, he's a great guy. Now, all jokes aside, guy's a great player. The guy deserves everything he gets. He was the Yankees for how long? I mean, you talk about a homegrown talent, not somebody that they bought and shipped in like they did so many other players uh, or were accused of doing with so many players back then. So, uh, no, the guy's, the guy's amazing. Yeah. He's, getting his, he's getting his just dessert, as he should. Uh I don't – I will watch it on MLB Network as I boycott ESPN, but uh, I will be watching it myself. <laughs> definitely the guy. 
definitely the guy gets what he deserves coming. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's the thing is, uh, and that's what I mentioned earlier is, it's something when I talk to Boston fans and they like him. That right. uh, to me always says a lot. When you when your biggest rival likes a player, that that says something about the person. Then, uh, I had the I had the pleasure of uh, actually uh, meeting him once, and then he lives up there. Uh-huh. He lives up. Uh, he, he well, he's from. Uh, for those of you who <laughs> wonder how to say that town's name, it's called Pequonic. It's uh, a lot of people don't know how to say it. It's uh, actually called Pequonic. And, uh, you know, he comes from really good family, really good people. And he was the type of person that when he first went to camp, he, he uh, was down in the minors and all that. And he was uh, at that point awful. Uh, he was having a problem hitting the Mendoza horn uh, uh, early on. And, uh, there's a funny story about how he rang up a $400 a month phone bill when he was down there because of how much he hated it. And uh, he ended up staying, sticking it out and became Derek Jeter. But it's funny that during his minor league career, you think of Derek Jeter hitting, uh, struggling to hit 200. Matter of fact, his minor league coach had uh, kept him out of the final game so that he could stay at over 200 for the season. And uh, it, it's just a very, very funny story uh, because the one thing about his mom that very few people know this story, and, and that's why I want to share it, is that his mom, uh, from a very young age, started him on one thing. And I, I share this story because it, it's something that I've instilled in my kids, and I hope that every parent does. Uh, don't say the word can't. He wasn't allowed. Derek Jeter, if you uh, don't, uh, JT, he, was, uh, he wasn't allowed to say the word can't. And well, if you look in at his that, career, he, he played that way. He, he, has, he has gone through life with uh, knowing that you can't say he can't. Now, it's turned him into a fantastic ball player, but you know, being the jester and being who I happen to be and can't help myself, you know, I was able to watch him obviously play ball up close and personal several times and uh, including his uh, rookie year, right from the rookie year uh, and on uh, until I moved down here in Florida. And I'm trying to figure which is more amazing, his on-field accomplishments or his off-field accomplishments. Because let's face it, the man was a great baseball player. But if you're a man, you're a fan of his and his personal life. Have you seen the list of names, the top 15 (laughs) of who he's dated? Jessica Biel, Vanessa Manillo, Jordana Brewster. Wait, Jordana Brewster. But here... You know, because I'm going to leave a funny one to the end, okay? You got Gabrielle Union, the, uh, the, uh, the black chick yeah, from yeah. Bad Boys. Vita Guerra, okay? You got Bridget Hall, a swimsuit model. You got Adriana Lima, a Victoria's wow. Secret model. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. 
Okay, yeah, so Jeff who's just who's turned into TMZ? Here we go. Who's he dating? Yeah, this is cool. I, well, listen. How many times do we? Uh, do, how many times do I get a guest or or get to talk about somebody? Okay, that has a list like this. Let, uh, let, let me ask you something. Jessica, I, I have to ask. What does that list do for you? What it, what, it makes, what did you get out of that? List? What did I? What do I get out of the, this list? Is um, it gives me the ability to want to stand and give that man a standing ovation. Well, it's how an many of those same people? How many of those same people did a fraud bang? True, true. Minka Kelly from Friday Night Lights. But here's a great one. You know, he was with Mariah Carey, but he was also with Joy Enriquez. Okay, you know who Joy Enriquez is? Mariah Carey's ba- uh, backup singer. I- I'm I sure there was great. some backing up involved. Yes. Yes, I'm sure there was too, and she was singing away. Um, so yeah. Oh, the show's deteriorating. I mean, that is. Listen, this show was in trouble when Billy Bob, bless his heart, came out. Oh. You know, it's like, I mean, let's think about it. We're talking about Derek Jeter going to the Hall of Fame, and you're going to end it with talking about the women that this dude's been with. I mean, oh, really. Well, there should should be a Hall of Fame for that, is my point. There should be one for his sports (laughs) accomplishment and for one of his manhood accomplishment, a list of women that there isn't a man out there that can touch. What'd you name, 15? You named 15? I don't know how many I named. I gave one to That was a Thursday night for Will Chamberlain. <laughs> I mean, let's, be, let's be real. That's a Thursday night for Will Chamberlain. Will sit so. there going, yeah, and. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, at this point, let's put it in, let's put it in perspective. Well, he he would make the Hall of Fame too. Isn't that a beautiful thing? See, <laughs> I've got uh, I can go ahead and we got people that could be in this. Oh. Thank you for helping. See, I, I listen. Welcome. I will get people to come to the seventh circle of hell with me, one way or the other. <laughs> I appreciate the invitation. That's a bad influence. Oh, bad! I remember beyond bad influence. I'm a bad person. Remember. <laughs> Gotta watch out for me. <laughs> I am the boogeyman. I will haunt you at night. The only way I'm gonna haunt you, folks, is this. We're gonna keep giving you the best damn podcast that we bring. You know, for the past year, we brought you one hell of a podcast, one that has literally, literally listen, I'm sitting here. I, I there's not much you can do from here other than hopefully put on an entertaining show. JT, you're over in, in Texas. You're sitting there. Yes. Hopefully you can put on an entertaining show. The rest is up to you, the fan. See, I can't sit here and go ahead and make up listeners all over the globe like we have. See, you, the fans, are doing that. As we continue to grow, not just all over the U.S., thank you, fans, thank you, all of you, we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in, sticking in, seeing what kind of 
craziness comes up next. And I, we've got some, we've got some stuff planned. Listen, I can go ahead and say this as I put my red nose back on and uh, tell you that we do have craziness planned. And if you saw me, you'd believe me. So um, no, we do have some more craziness planned. And that is the part, see, that is the allure is what I'm finding out is that yes, we bring you telestats. We bring you great information for you to pay attention to in the sports world, in the fantasy world. And then it makes it in with who knows what is going to happen next, including Billy Bob and taking you to the seventh circle of hell. Listen, I wasn't the one that brought us there long, many podcasts ago. Okay. I wasn't the one who brought up Ron Jeremy, Mr. JT. So, you know, listen, uh, if this podcast was going downhill, that was the start. That was the push. That was the initial roll of the snowball. But as we've snowballed, folks, don't lose sight of the fact of a couple of things. A, JT is a walking frigging encyclopedia. If you want to know something about sports and you don't like me, I don't give a shit. But listen to him because I don't care. I don't care. Don't listen to me then. I don't care. But listen to him because he knows what the hell he's talking about too, okay? He is a walking encyclopedia. Fez, F-E-Z-437 on Twitter, okay? You got myself. Listen, whether you like me, hate me, or nothing else, uh, all right, let's understand one thing. And we all know this. The fans tell me this. I don't have to tell me this. I am golden on a microphone, folks. People love this crap. You know why? Because you don't know what's going to happen next. You tune in to see what the hell is he going to do next. Is it going to be a train wreck? Is it going to be funny? Is it going to be good? And you know what? You, the fans, throughout the world, have determined that I am one of the upcoming podcasters out there right now you know why we come with a great show we give you great guests we give you great stats and i'm not sitting there going uh, 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 tripping over myself like i'm in kindergarten freaking some of the people doing podcasts okay listen you can't handle a conversation in person how the hell are you gonna podcast unbelievable uh so and then you throw in the guests, no wonder we're doing what we're doing, folks. Glad you joined us tonight. Silence, I gave you, has been brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. The place to go, folks. We've got some articles starting back up. Get ready. We've got some great plans. We've got a really plan is this. A lot of football-based articles. Get ready. Kid Kelly, I just gave Kid Kelly her new assignment. Just gave uh, uh, Jason Cordner. Hey, listen, those who remember Busy J. Yeah, that's right. Gave him his assignment. Got to talk to We joked and kidded around earlier. Talked about Tate Dello, okay? But you know what? He's, we've got to talk simply because, yes, you can find his articles on FantasyJesterSports.com and look for Tate to join us on occasion here and there as he can. We joked about it tonight, having his uh, voicemail on tonight, but we will actually have Tate join us in some of the shows that are coming up. Again, 
another person in the sports industry that you really need to listen to. Like I said, don't go by what I say. Go by what our fans say, our followers say, by what our ratings say, by our demographics, what they say. You know what all they say? Worldwide podcast because of you, the fan. Thank you so much. Don't forget now, this coming week, we're going to have some great shows coming up. And go ahead, make sure you pay attention to Facebook, Twitter, FantasyJesterSports.com. For those times, we've got some creations that we're going to be doing for football that you're definitely not going to miss. And I have... One great guest coming soon. The guest, I promise, will knock you out. Maybe literally, too. Probably could literally. Probably could knock me out, literally. No, yeah, definitely would knock me out, literally. And uh, I know while some people think that they could, that's not an easy feat. And, uh, Some people want to, and it's still not an easy feat, but this man here, I wouldn't mess with him. Pay attention during the week for who is that mystery guest. Thanks for joining us. Again, this has been silence. I get you. I have been the fantasy jester. I've been joined by JT. Thanks, JT, for joining us. And I am the fantasy jester. I am out.